So I'm writing this new piece at the moment. Um, and I thought I'd start this podcast a few, few days earlier than I normally do, just in case this piece ends up, I end up using it as a video. But um, it's this idea that I'm writing is en- envy is usually disguised with some sort of moral righteousness. It do- it felt it began with a gut instinct. I, it was a it was a comment uh, I made and under someone who was being attacked um and it and it just it just felt like a gut instinct but it also felt almost a bit more than a gut instinct had been brewing for a bit to the point it almost just felt self-evident um and it was just that that's one dumb simple line and it, it just it feels true it's not necessarily true um and so I have to start off with something that at least feels true and I've it's been sort of in the back of my head for months or if not a few years and so I started writing it today and I'm just trying to write down the the very basic nuts and bolts of it and I've done that it's like a nearly 200 words um and it just feels so it feels very self-evident and and very literal um i've always got to start off by writing down sort of extrapolating on it and and trying to find if there's something new i can say about it or push it and pull it like write a bunch of words and then beat it down like dough until something sort of gives or some new avenue opens up and at the moment it it nothing it feels kind of bland it feels oh yeah i could i could probably post it as it is but it still feels it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel original original enough because i know i don't know but i'm gonna guess a lot of people already feel that but where else can i take it if there is a lot of people who i think probably already feel that what how else can i push it or pull it into something a little bit more unexpected um otherwise it's it's just a a, a super for me it's super obvious i still need to surprise myself with it like yeah that's that's the thing i need to surprise like i need to have a good gut feel truth instinct on something and then i need to surprise myself with with it somehow and this idea also came from to stuff like I'll get someone recently commented on one of my posts saying that I, I was reactionary, it was individualism, it was, they basically tried to condemn my post and then at the end of this diatribe said, oh, they said sarcastically, oh, and and congratulations on getting so much engagement and and they basically gave themselves away with 50 sentences condemning me with the last sentence um, sh- showing their hand of envy. Late afternoon update, I've been wrestling with this all day and it's just frustrating. I'm reading over it and I'm starting not to see it for what it is. Um, it's like 7.48 at night and the more I read it, the less I can see it, so I'm going to have a break from it. So this is another update. I've started bringing an an old semi-unrelated idea into it. 
about superhero movies and now that everyone and we the whole generation was brought up on superhero movies and lazily written scripts which kind of says that any you can just lazily be a, a superhero without having to do jack shit that's the the vibe behind it um i'm just going to cross pollinate these ideas and see if see if something sparks another update i feel like things are coming together some some original ideas that i i liked then pulled out i put them aside and now I, I, they seem to fit fit in when i rewrote the thing there's, some, there's a lot of bits and pieces that i've that i've chucked aside i feel like if i if i re, i probably wrote a thousand words on this and it's eventually become 200 words a lot of stuff is pulled in and pulled out constantly until all the pieces start to, to fit. And I just read it out. I read it out loud before and it's starting to have some sort of flow. So now I've, it's midday, I, I figure, and it's starting to have some kind of flow. I'll, I'll give it a break, go for a walk and, and do something totally unrelated so I can read it semi-fresh a bit later and see what else I can I can tweak. I'm writing this again this morning. It's another day um, update. And it's just so didactic. It, it's try, It's like force, forcing a very basic thought down. And I haven't really managed to pull it out of, pull it into something new. So I'm just getting frustrated with it. I might have to put it aside for a few months and let it cook. One of my best pieces was going to go into my last book. I thought I had something and I ended up just putting it aside and it ended up being one of my best pieces six months later. So I might have to do that for this. But because I'm stupidly determined, I'm going to continue on with it and see what happens. So I think it's arrived at some finished state. There's there's a couple of good ideas in it, but it all feels really self-evident. And I guess I'm trying to rely on the fact that when I was 20, if someone who was 30 or even 40 told me told me or said to me or hinted at me some something about life, I'd be blown away by it. But when I actually got there, I went, oh, that's self-evident. So I'm just hoping that... Um, being nearly 50, some of this is comes is new or comes across as new. But for me, it feels a bit lazy. It feels like this is a, a semi-lazy piece. And um, I don't like getting stuck on something for too long, but it's something that I'll probably end up trying to rewrite in another year because this is it's a theme that's always sort of fascinated me of this era. That's what I find. I find that I'm often writing something um, and I don't quite it scratch the itch and I'll come back to it at a later stage. And, I, and so, yeah, sometimes my stuff seems a bit repetitive across some of my books because I'm trying to scratch that itch. Um, and this is one of those pieces that I don't think it's... It hasn't quite scratched it, but um, I'm going to post it, I think, and just see what happens. So I posted it, um, and it's probably my most humorless 
um, piece ever. I didn't laugh once while writing it, and I, I kind of feel like if I'm not laughing while writing something, it, it's it's going to lack something. Like a lot of my stuff is delivered in a dour kind of sourpuss kind of way, but I'm often laughing while writing it. And this one, I I, I didn't laugh one bit. So. I, so it's like I, I wasn't even sure if I should have posted it but I thought fuck it I'm posting it so far I posted it on TikTok and Instagram I had to edit it some of the last bit off it for Instagram to fit under 1 minute 30 on TikTok the whole thing's there interestingly so far the TikTok version is is like in terms of engagement it's 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 doing pretty it's doing better than I thought like a lot of people are bookmarking it privately and probably more than anything I've ever written but no, no one's sharing it but everyone oh, yeah it's been one of the most bookmarked so far posts I've ever done on TikTok which I find that's really interesting to me like find yeah stuff that gets shared isn't often going to say the truth because it feels like I was saying just brutal I wasn't even I wasn't dressing it up or anything and so yeah it's it's interesting how it's how this sort of stuff is perceived versus how I'm thinking while I'm writing it I, I thought I'd document it I wasn't even sure if I was going to but yeah this is a random other idea for this podcast um, it's got nothing to do with what I was just all talking about, just writing stuff. I mean, listening to David Chase talk about how he wrote The Sopranos, and The Sopranos was, was doing stuff that, you know, would make eyes roll and probably, you know, kick up a lot of stink and storm these days because it, it sort of went into some dark areas and it, and it was beautiful and um, for it it really did some crazy shit that um, you just won't see on TV anymore. It's often regarded as the best TV show of all time. It always makes the top... It always get, comes number one in top 100 lists and all that sort of stuff. But David Chase was talking about writer's rooms. He was the showrunner of The Sopranos. And I've always been curious about what is a writer's room? What are they... You know, I always thought that collaborations would, would suck. Like... When you're talking about, you know, when you're getting multiple people trying to work on a single idea, that would probably be a piece of shit. It's like they say if you're going to design, um, try to design a horse by committee, it's going to look like a camel. But he was talking about how a writer's room isn't actually, a, a, it's not really brainstorming, but what it is, is these people, these writers get into a room and they start talking about personal experiences and dark dark sometimes dark sometimes really shameful um and then what they do is they take those experiences and go that could actually be really useful for this character or or readapt it to make it into this character um but yeah that's it's these it's they called it they call it in today's parlance safe space to be able to say all that sort of shit but it, it made me also think back in, this is in the, early, the late 90s, early 2000s, when this, this amazing show was written, that um, they were, yeah, because I was sharing these like intimate stories, he, he kind of described it as seven old dudes hanging outside a petrol station on a highway, just 
shooting the wind about life. That's what, how he described a writer's room. Um, but these people sharing these very intimate stories in a writer's room and then re- reusing them, recycling them for characters, you know, there's no, no wonder that you're not getting the same quality of something like The Sopranos these days um, because th- these people probably wouldn't want to say something bad they did or because they'd get cancelled or, you know, it'd be shared beyond it on social media. So social media and this the, this defamation thing and saying the wrong thing, in writers' rooms you're not going to get um, beautiful human stories because of that. We're in, kind of spiritually impoverished for it. And so I also assume that these writers who have had these experiences, they must have, have at least lived some sort of life. And so the... Th- the three main writers, well, the, the head, the showrunner, who's David Chase, he was like in his mid-50s at the time, and the other two were sort of mid to late 30s who went on to do stuff like Mad Men and Boardwalk Empire or whatever it's called and a few other things that are super popular. But they'd, at least they'd lived some kind of life while by the time they were writing Sopranos and sharing these real-life stories, they'd... Yeah, that I, f- I f- yeah I find I found that whole idea of what a writer's room is, yeah, really fascinating. Yeah. Bye.